So normally we record these shows with a joke, kind of, you know, haha, lighthearted funniness. Um, or sometimes we just like to pick fun of, of Alabama. But uh, I want to talk real quick just about, you know, internet bullying in general. Um, not internet bullying in general, but I want to get kind of this off my chest. Uh, so recently, you know, Caleb Braxton was diagnosed with having COVID-19 for a second time. And the amount of shit that has been poured on top of her from people all over the internet is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, you know, the wrestling community, we should all, you know, have each other's backs. And she didn't have to say anything about her condition, about her having COVID twice. Um, she just told it as a cautionary tale that, you know, hey, like, you can get this, you can get this twice, I'm living proof. Like, you can do the, all the right steps and still get it twice. Yeah. And just the amount of absolute shit I've read on the internet from trolls all over the place. I mean, she left social media for a while because, you know, she was just, it was overwhelming. And understandably so. But, you know, be kind to each other. That's all I got to say is be kind. Don't be a fucking dick. This is the podcast that bullies Alabama. You know, basically every chance that we get. You know what? I'm going to give Alabama some props right now. Because while Georgia has rolled back face mandating man, face mask mandates, mm-hmm. Alabama has required everybody who's out in public to wear masks. Oh, even though they're kind of late on it, but you know what? Good for them. No, 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 no. They've been doing it for about a month now, apparently. And just recently, Georgia, like the governor for Georgia, decided that no states, no, no counties or, or cities can, or any sort can of mandate it. Spells, yeah. can mandate it. Yeah, and I know like there's a lot of uh, mayors and stuff that are suing the governor, or at least really pissed at the governor about that. Yeah. Which I don't understand, like, why the governor would want to double down on that fuck you card about masks. Like... Uh, and, you know, you'll see, I'm sure everybody's seen, like, a lot of um, debate out there, even though there really shouldn't be about masks and about, well, like, we're going to, like, let's debunk a few myths first real quick, even though this wasn't our intent. Um, Mythbusters. There, there, are pl- there are plenty of people who, especially nurses and doctors, who have actually gone online and shown that masks don't, like, mess with your oxygen levels in your body. Yeah. That's a complete myth. Uh, I know there was, like, you know those fucking, like, fundamentalists, like, there was one particular pastor or whatever that had, like, a young child put on a mask and, like, had one of those things that supposedly checks, like, your oxygen. It's just like, oh, yeah, like, this boy had it on for two minutes and they went down severely. It's just like, that That was full of shit. Like, you know, again, there are plenty of doctors and nurses that are proving that that's full of shit, even putting on multiple masks. And, again, like, they're fucking people there are doctors that have to put on not only a surgical mask but an N95 mask on top of that and only on top of that a face shield yeah like you know like sometimes it does make it maybe make it a little bit harder to breathe but that's only if like if you really focus on it because like i know for me like i get like really bad anxiety still and like that's when the mask kind of hinders me a little bit is when i start to feel like really anxious mm-hmm. um but other than that like i feel fine and like, oh, your mask smells and stuff like that. Bitch, that's your breath. <laughs> Brush your fucking teeth. Eat a fucking mint. Like, you know, rub a little fucking vanilla in there or some shit like that if you, you really want gum. 
Yeah, like if you really want to combat your fucking mask smell. Uh, Macne is an issue. Um, please try not to wear makeup while you have to wear a mask. I know a lot of people that still wear makeup and their masks uh, kind of look like crap afterwards, but like that kind of contributes to it. Uh, so try not to wear makeup. Um, and masks, while they do like... I don't know how to put this or how, how to say this and sound smart still. Um, masks aren't, aren't going to keep you 100% safe. It's just to cut down on the risk of you spreading it, even if you don't know you have it or even if you do know you have it. Like, or even if, like, or somebody around you doesn't know that they have it either. Like, it's better for two people to wear masks so that way neither of them pass on, whether, even if it's not, like, COVID, like, at least another, like, like a cold or something like that, you know? Like, something that's going to make you worry about, like, oh, do I have COVID or not? Like, you still don't want to pass on any sort of germs to anyone else. Like, I don't know, like, the, the amount of people that, that are just like, oh, well, if you have a mask, then why, why do I have to wear one? It's just like, I still don't want your fucking, like, germs on me. It's to make sure, so, to wear a mask is not to make sure that you don't get sick, it's to make sure you don't get anybody else around you sick. Yeah. And I think that's the, what people don't fucking understand. And it shows a real, like, lack of, like, empathy towards other people that a lot of people have. You know, like both, our, our, our society is a very me-centralized society. Bill Nye, the science guy, said it best. The mask, the mask isn't for protecting you against what's out there. It's about protecting me from your fucking germs. Yeah. Quote. quote quoted uh, word by word. Because, like, you don't know who you could pass it on to, and, like, you don't know what kind of shitstorm you could start, like... It's just not cool. Just wear the fucking mask, especially if you don't have to work. Like you're only going to like the grocery store for like like an hour at most. Yeah. Like you can deal with it. Like I wear it for like eight hours a day. Like you don't. I'm like I'm not bitching. There's a lot of other people that aren't bitching about it. That's the other thing is people who bitch about going to restaurants and establishments and having to wear like restaurants, grocery stores, and other businesses that they have to wear a mask. Yeah. Don't fucking go out. Don't go out then. Don't go out then. Simple as that. Like literally, like you seen like have you seen those pictures of like people sitting down at a restaurant and like their server is like all full of PPE and shit like that? Like that is dystopian level shit. Like and you know, it's a lot especially a lot of these like upper class places, but like even just going to like little restaurants around here, like, um I don't know how many states I don't know if all of them have already decided on it, but like over here in California there's no indoor seating uh allowed at all. It all has to be outdoor. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't understand, like, the need to go out and eat, even if you're going to be eating outside. Because, like, if when I go to a restaurant, like, I want to not be outside. I want to enjoy, especially right now during the summer, like, I want to be around the air conditioning. I want to, you know, be as cool as possible. Like, I don't understand the need to still go out and eat if you're going to be outside under a shitty canopy in the fucking heat. So, yeah, here in Illinois, they have, uh, you can eat indoors. They have uh, distancing rules. it's like like it's like one table per every two tables i guess yeah so they've made it a way they've made it in a way where like it's it's a lot easier to 
It's a lot easier, but it's still not something that I'm not, like I feel comfortable around. Like especially in a, like uh, an enclosed space where you're still around people. Like I don't feel comfortable like eating like that. Especially knowing that like a lot of these people are stupid or super selfish and don't know if they're sick or don't care if they're sick. You know. But like here, so for example, here in Chicago, um, they're pretty hard on the mask mandates, like within restaurants. Uh, if you don't wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask, like if restaurants and establishments can, you know, notify authorities of your behavior. Yeah. Um, also like businesses in general, like right now, so most restaurants and most bars here in Chicago are absolutely fucking dead. Mm. Um, this past weekend, me and my girlfriend were, we, we kind of went out to a couple of places and we were the only people inside those places. So, so you're the blame. Yeah, yeah, if I get the run, it's all on me. Yeah, I don't like. I don't. I'm sorry if this sounds cold and callous, but like people that still go out and live their lives like nothing happened, or like they don't take precautions and like they go online and complain how they're sick. I really don't like have any sympathy for them. Like I feel more. I feel worse around maybe for their family and stuff like that, and like people they probably came in contact with, but like. You were willingly going out and putting yourself at a risk and possibly putting others at risk. And you want to say how you're sick and, oh, my God, like, I took everything for granted. Yeah, you did. You took everything for granted. Like, you didn't give a shit. Like, honestly, like, if we really did, like, if there was a full lockdown and we didn't have to go anywhere for, like, a month, it'd probably be all gone. Yeah. But, like, we have, we have a, a so-called leader who refuted any, like, who took no responsibility for how this country has handled it. And, like, didn't want to listen to scientists and doctors and refused to wear a mask up until yesterday, you know, refused to tell, to, to recommend anybody to wear a mask until yesterday. Like, it's, it's mind-blowing how shitty this has all been handled. Like, literally, uh, and I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say that, like, maybe Obama would have handled it better or even Bush or even Clinton... But I'm like, I'm sure, because, like, everybody's always been selfish. It's just gotten a lot worse because of social media and stuff like that, because everybody has a voice to show how selfish they are. and Or, like, there's a lot of people out there that can really, like, um, back up their willingness to be so selfish. But, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not completely our leader's fault, but he doesn't help it anymore. Absolutely not. Boy, um, this is an interesting wrestling podcast we're talking about. Yeah, and even just to go on that, like, especially for Kayla Rexon, like, you don't necessarily know, like, how careful and not careful she was. And, you know, she really tried, but unfortunately, especially in WWE right now, like, they didn't really care to test people or to make them wear masks and stuff like that. So they were basically just, like, acting like the, whole, the rest of the state of Florida. Yeah, for the, rest see, of the state of Georgia. For the people that, like for the people who blame Kayla Braxton, it's not her fault. It's absolutely one hundred percent not her fault. When you work for a company who you know doesn't prioritize their employees' health and safety, you know you blame the company. You don't blame that individual. Yeah, like you can you can totally understand why Roman Reigns took time off, mm-hmm. or why anybody else would take time off and not want to be around that 
yeah that environment because it's too risky and look at it, like it's he was totally right to take that time off him and Sami Zayn were like completely in the right of taking time off It's because, like, who knows if they hadn't? Who knows if, like, Vince, like, lied to them and tell them, like, everything would be okay, that they were taking every single precaution. Like, just imagine how, what would happen to Roman or anybody else that decided to stick around. And, like, again, like, I cannot blame them at all for not trusting or for just being overly cautious. There's nothing wrong with that right now. You have to do everything for your family. In the case of, like, Roman Reigns, you know, he is a leukemia survivor, and he is on cancer meds. Like, he can't be in a tight, confined environment where people are not wearing masks and this disease is spreading rapidly. Yeah, he can't take those kind of chances. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I completely blame the WWE for this. Um, As you've seen, uh, AEW had – ah kind of has been um, handling just a little bit better. Although, again, there's still a lot of debate on whether they should be having people, uh, you know, outside yes. crowds and stuff like that. <laughs> and that's totally fair, but at least they've been testing people and at least they still continually test people, you know, so, every single taping. Here's how I look at it. So, for example, with the uh, with the recent fight for the fall and you had a couple of wrestlers come up, like, through the crowd area. Mm-hmm. Um, those people who, you know, they came out through the crowd area, those people were tested for COVID. Like mm-hmm. they had their little wristbands that, you know, said that they were tested Yeah, and that they were negative. So, uh, the people who were, you know, not tested, they were kind of in the upper deck area. Yeah. Like we talked about last time for the first night of fighter fest. Yeah. Yeah. There was, they were, there were plenty of feet away from any of the talent that needs to be around other people. Um, so like that, again, that makes all the sense in the world. But again, as we learn more and more about how this thing can travel, cause they're saying that it can travel through like aerosol, like when you sneeze and breathe, how it kind of yeah. casts out, like yeah. that's still very worrying. Um, so like, again, like I, I, I appreciate that they do test everybody in the, even in the, even those shots where they like they showed shots of Tully Blanchard in the crowd and he was wearing a mask mm-hmm. and people in the, you know, behind them were wearing a mask. Like I, I, I I'm appreciative of that, and I can notice that they're trying, but I still don't think like having anybody outside that's not involved in the production is very risky. Like I, I don't agree with it fully. I, I don't 100% agree full, with it fully as well. But the other thing I will look at is the fact that they are not indoors; they're in an outdoor, they're in an outdoor setting. Yeah. So, I think in that situation, it's a bit better. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's it's a bit better in that sense as well. But I don't know, like, just any sort of crowds, any sort of, like, again, just non-essential to that production mm-hmm. is, still, is still worrying to me. Now, enough about COVID. Let's get into some, uh, let's get into some news, shall we? Well, it's, it's uh, real quick because we were on it. We want to cover Fight for the Fallen real quick. Yeah. Uh, so Fight for the Fallen took place last Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty fucking awesome. Um, also beat NXT in the ratings. Of course. Like, by a large number. 
So NXT, if I'm not mistaken, had 649,000 where it was 715 for AEW. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it helped that you had a pretty stacked card. Wait, 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 breaking news. I'm sorry. I just, I really need to talk about this real quick. Uh, yeah. I just got news that I got a Groupon for a Brazilian butt lift. Yes, do it, do it, do it, get it. <laughs> All right, forward, me that, forward me that Groupon. I need some work on my ass. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had our opening match was Cody versus Sunny Kiss. For the AEW championship, or for the AEW TNT championship. Yeah. Uh, good match, good match. You saw a little bit of the heel side of Cody come out. Yeah, I've always liked heel Cody. Um, for me, I think... I'm not going to say that Sonny will never be uh, a good... Like, I'm, never gonna, I'm not going to say that he'll never win like a championship, but like I don't feel like he was really built up. Or, like, he looks strong enough to be uh, a challenger for the TNT Championship right now? He looked really good in this match, though. He looked he looked pretty good, but there was just some spots where I was just like, okay, well, this is interesting. Like, uh, there's, no, there, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about how, how talented he is and how, like... Yeah, he's a star in the making. Yeah, he is. Um, but this was a good run to see how, how he would fare up in something like this, you know, especially against somebody like Cody. Uh, and yeah, I really do. Uh, I I kind of miss heel Cody just as much as I miss heel Omega. Um, but this is this like you know I think the last like ten minutes is what got me the most. So yeah, I think was, I really enjoyed that part. It was it was not an overbooked Cody match like some of his matches are. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really good match. I I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, I really liked the storytelling they did with Arn and Cody, where Arn was getting pissed at Cody because Cody yeah. thought this was going to be a lot easier. Yeah, and like there was a point where Arn yelled at him to get his head out of his ass. Yeah, um, that was good. That was yeah, good. you could see the frustration in Cody, Cody too. When like you could see the frustration between the two of them. It was it was really good. It was a good tease. What popped me really like what popped me the most was when um, when Sunny hit Cody with the crossroads. That was so good. Oh my god, that, that was really well placed. That was really really good. I popped hard for that. Um, I really need to see more of Sunny. I like. I want him to build Sunny Kiss more up. Yeah, I want to. I want to build him. Build Sunny Kiss more, and I, whether it be with Joey Janela or even like a singles run. Yeah, like, I just want more of it. More of that. Less of everything else. Motherfucker. They're both from Jersey, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. they're both from Jersey. Yeah, 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 they're both from Jersey. From Jersey, I think Sunny Kiss I, is from Jersey City, our our second home. Oh really? Yeah. Um, I saw. Uh, Sunny Kiss like repost on his story. Uh, somebody made an edit of him and Joey, and it said "Battle Romance." And I was just like, "That'd make a great team name." Oh my god, yes! Please make that happen. Like they're good I, together. They're really, really good together. I even liked Sunny with Dustin. I'm surprised they didn't go that route more. But yeah. like, I, I want more. I just want more Sunny Kiss in general. Yeah, I want more Sunny Kiss on the main on the on the main show, not on dark. And I'm not, and, and trust me when we, when we point some of these things out, uh, like, you know, as far as match feel and stuff like that, we're not speaking from a place of competitiveness. We're not speaking from a place of athleticism. Neither of us are athletic as fuck. We're just telling, we're just saying this as, as like as fans. Yeah. Just what we feel, because this is, this is for us, you know, as much as it is for them, like we're supposed to be the ones that are consuming this. So this is just, 
this isn't us saying how like oh this needs to be done like this needs this needs to be done like that it's just like this is what's what's entertaining to us and to us mean meaning me and don specifically mm-hmm. like you can it's you know it's totally your prerogative and it's totally your right to to like the match any more or less than we did but yeah so that was that match. It was a good match, and of course, I love the the respect and the hug from Cody and Sonny at the end. Yep. 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 It was really good. Uh, that was followed up by a fan fucking tastic tag match between uh, FTR versus Lucha Bros. Yeah, I missed I missed Lucha Bros. Oh, I, I like I, I didn't realize how much I needed Pentagon in my life. So I'm guessing Penn and Phoenix are probably going to be living in Florida for a bit. I'm assuming so as well. Yeah. Well, the thing is, so apparently, uh, I, and I only know this because uh, I watched a shot of Brandy, like uh, a couple of the new episodes of Shot of Brandy. They have rental houses, like, by the uh, by the arena. Yeah. Because they, they have hotels and then they have the houses, depending on who wants what. Yeah. Because uh, Brandy and them are kind of staying in rent. That's where she mostly does the shots of Brandy, right? Now she doesn't yeah. really do them in her own house. No, yeah, she doesn't do them in her house. She does them there. Oh. So they have, they have like a couple of stage houses there, um, that the Khan family own. Yeah. So they've been they've been kind of staying there for a bit, and yeah, it's um, I I think that's really really nice of uh, that's a really nice accommodation for uh, the wrestling company to do because. They don't have to do that. Yeah. But, you know, they want to make sure that their staff... <coughs> ah, sorry, I drink. Their staff is taken care of and has a safe yeah. place to stay in while this whole thing... Especially, like, if they're not from the state, or especially in Pentagon's case, like, they're not from the country, the country. that they at least have. Yeah. yeah, they have somewhere that's a little bit more spacious for them to get comfortable in for a while. Because even Tony Khan went on record that, you know, he wanted to do that with... Uh, he wanted to do that with Peck, but like, there's literally no travel between the UK and the US right now. Yeah. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, Peck will Peck will be okay. Yeah, Peck. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure people are getting taken care of that aren't able to make it. Um, yeah, the hybrid two is, an, is another case. Yeah, because that's what you. That's what you can only do right now. Like, you can only take care of. Like, again, this isn't the time to cut people or not pay them or whatever or anything like that, you know? Like, even if you're not paying them their full salary, like, you still have to take care of them to show that, you know, they mean something to the company. So, yeah, I mean, it's really – because AEW, while they did turn a profit, it wasn't much of a profit for the first year. Yeah. Um, but in an age where, you know, you have companies like Evolve selling the whole company because they can't do anything. They can't shows anymore, yeah. Like – it's very, very good that, you know, they're turning a profit that, you know, because most people bleed money their first couple of years in business. Yeah. And like the reason why AEW made so much money was because they have a rabid fan base that are from the independents and that are just being the elite uh, watchers alone. Yeah. And also like, again, they would have made so much more money if they were able to run their live shows, like they would have made so much more profit. Like they really lost out on millions and millions of dollars. Like apparently they were supposed to come out to LA back in May, I think or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that, unfortunately is, is a missed opportunity, but it's not, it's not like they can't do it again next year or whenever. I mean, people are, 
People are buying the pay-per-views. That's the other thing. People are buying pay-per-views. People are buying the merch when they can. Yeah. So they're still making their money that way. But of course, like the the live audience, the aspect is something that you know you can't really make up on immediately. But I mean, at some point they will, and they're going to make a killing when they're able to go back to doing live shows. Question: How hmm. many AEW wrestler T-shirts do you own? Um. Two? Two? Because uh, I have the AEW shirt that you bought me when mm-hmm. they were first released. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a John Moxley shirt. Mm-hmm. And then I have that special Elite shirt that came in with the box. Oh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure if that's yeah. technically an AEW shirt. So I'm just saying two with the AEW shirt and the Moxley shirt. I have three. So I have the I have a John Moxley shirt that I bought. Um, I have the Joy Janela shirt that you bought me, mm. and then I have a Chicago AEW t-shirt. Yeah, I haven't really been buying too too much wrestling stuff. I must have been buying stuff from like um, either smaller shops or some of my favorite YouTubers. Um, mostly just like one of my uh, one of the YouTubers I kind of like to watch. Um, I've bought um, a jacket from her and like a couple notebooks. Um, yeah, I don't have too much. I don't have too too much uh, wrestling stuff to buy right now. You see, I've been kind of the opposite. I've been buying a lot more wrestling stuff, except yeah. for like lately, because you know work. Yeah. But uh, any any way you can get serotonin right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like I'm pretty sure once I get back to working, I'm gonna be back on that on that ball because PWT's just opened up shop again. Yeah. So. We will see. Uh, okay, back to a back to a fight for the fallen. Uh, so yeah, FTR defeated Lucha Bros. Fantastic match. Uh, there was an after match kind of. There was an after match kind of thing with uh, the Elite and and FTR where F, where uh, Kenny Omega came out to give you know FTR a beer and they just poured it all over him. He did it as a show, like um, Apolog- like apologizing for uh, the previous week, or was it the previous week or the week prior to that? Uh, the, I think the week prior. So, yeah, there where he uh, kind of you know just didn't drink the beer; he just spilled it over. And uh, but yeah, they you know didn't take too kindly to it and just poured the beer all over him, which, which is kind fair. Of, yeah, which. Leads into our next match with uh, the Elite versus Jurassic Express, which they defeated when Kenny Omega. I forgot who he pinned. Uh, he pinned Marco Stunt uh, yeah. with the after a V trigger and a one winged angel. See, this is really cute because it was a fun match, and out of all, like they're all faces. They're all they're both face teams, the Elite and and the Jurassic Express. But Kenny was really playing up the whole heel Kenny Omega thing. Oh, and yeah. there was a there was a cute point. There was two really uh, good points that I uh, points in the match that I really liked. Uh, the first was that towering, um, uh, that towering destroyer. Yep. From the outside of the ring to the inside, from uh, Marco stunt onto Nick. And then um, Kenny started giving out V triggers to all of Lucha Express, and he was about to give one to Marco, but then Luchasaurus kind of like protected Marco. Mm-hmm. And, like, he took the V-Trigger, and then he ended up giving a V-Trigger to Marco, and then he gave one to Jungle Boy. And then um, 
Marco ended up in the ring alone. Kenny hit a V-trigger and then hit the one-winged angel and picked up the win for the Elite. And, like... But what happened next? What happened next? So, okay, so he's, you know, he's celebrating. He's on top of Marco, and it looks like he's telling him, like, oh, good job, we're about to pick him up. But then he just starts laying right hands into Marco, like, right after the match ends. Yeah. And so, you know, Jurassic Express are just like, hey, what the fuck? And then Matt Jackson comes up, and Nick Jackson start pulling him off. They're like, what the hell? Like, the match is over. And uh, I don't know if many people heard it, but uh, Kenny's just like, what? I was doing it for you. He tried to kill you. Referring back to that destroyer from the outside of the ring into the, to the inside of the ring. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, um, Kenny's just like, yeah, it's a match. It's a match. But then Luchasaurus goes, yeah, it's a match. But the match is over. That was after the match. Yeah. So just, you know, something kind of snapping in Kenny, which I don't completely understand. Uh, I understand maybe he's frustrated with kind of everybody taking FTR side and not believing Kenny yeah, um, or something. So uh, maybe we're going to get a heel Omega before we get a heel page. Who knows? Who knows? There's a bits, tidbits of the cleaner coming out. Yeah. Can he use the cleaner? Does he own the cleaner? <laughs> I think he owns the cleaner. I don't think that's a uh, trademark by New Japan. Maybe. I don't know, because they were kind of tiptoeing around it on being the elite. But I don't know if they're doing that for fun, or I don't know if they if maybe New Japan owns it. Because like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't blame them for wanting to own the nickname. Maybe he can uh, call himself the uh, Mr. Cleaner. The Duster. The Duster. The Duster. The Duster... Uh... God. The janitor, the janitor, Kenny the but- Omega. The butler, Kenny Omega. The the, the dumpster. Wait, no. Oof. Uh, God. Does he? I'm trying to find if he owns the. Uh... I don't know if there's a way you can tell. Let's but anyways, see. but yeah, yeah, you're getting bits of the cleaner from Omega. So they own it. They own the trademark for it in Japan. That's he told you. But not in the U.S. Oh, well then. So, you know. Maybe he doesn't use it out of respect for hopefully getting them, like, a partnership with AEW. Maybe. Maybe. Because, like, especially with Japan and companies like that, like, respect is a huge, like, play into business negotiations. So, who knows? I mean, also, you know, Yakuza, so. That, too. That, too. Um... So after that, we had the Nightmare Sisters versus Kinsey Page and MJ Jenkins. Well, of course, the Nightmare Sisters are, uh, went over. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the dynamic between the two of them. I wish I would have like watched some of the dark stuff prior. Cause... The dark, yeah, the dark stuff is really good, dude. You need to go back. Luckily, yeah. it's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, like After seeing the dynamic between the two of them, I'm like, I got to watch the dark stuff now. Yeah. I'm surprised um, you don't watch Dark. Dark is actually really, really good. I have, I only have so much time throughout the week. Bitch, so do I, and I still watch it. I only like it's, liter- it's literally on YouTube where you can pause it, rewind it, fast forward, watch it at <laughs> any other goddamn time. Oh, I only have so much time. <laughs> All of a sudden he gets a girlfriend and he can't fucking watch wrestling anymore. I, I watch Impact. On he can't. Tuesdays. He can't. He can't. He can't watch. Re- oh my God! Again, it's not like you can't watch it after Impact. It's not like you can't watch it before. Him. What the fuck? 
Look, I'm sorry. Did, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did one of the balls that your girlfriend now has? Did that contain your love for wrestling? Because like, you kind of really, you're you're really letting me down here, bro. No, no the one that I had, my, the one that has my love for wrestling is currently placed right in your mouth. Yes. So again, you have no balls that are of your own. Ooh, ooh, clap back. All right, all right, all right. I, I, like, I don't know what you thought you did there, but. It's just like I could send back. I can. I can ask for my switchback. Bits that cost money. You need money. <laughs> All right. Anyways, match number five of the night: John Moxley versus Brian Cage with Taz for the AEW World Title. This uh, is. Uh, first off, I love that Moxley got a haircut. Yeah, me too. Also, uh, he paid tribute to his uh, friend Danny Gage. Yeah. Yeah, by wearing one of his shirts to the ring, which is nice. We haven't seen Moxley in almost a month, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, and he came back, you know, ready to fight. You can tell how energized he was to get into this. Um, but overall, it was a really good match. This is actually the one match that I got to see live because um, I did. I had my girlfriend over, and she allowed me to watch wrestling. Um, and <laughs> and so I got to watch that match in its entirety, and it was actually really, really good. Um, I was. Surprised by the ending, I I didn't expect a clean ending. No, I did not. I was not expecting. I wasn't expecting Taz to throw the towel in. Yeah, so that's how it ends. So basically, uh, Moxley starts working the arm, and he has him in like this really weird arm. Like, not it's not like an arm bar. It's almost like a modified like uh, cross arm bar or something like that. Yeah, and it looks like he's about to tear the bicep of. Uh, Cage, which is, I think, the bicep that was torn originally. And, you know, Cage doesn't look like he's going to tap out, and Taz is looking on, he doesn't want him to get hurt, and just throws in the orange towel for him, and that ends the match. And it was very much like how Cody and Jericho ended when MJF uh, threw in a towel for Cody, but Taz wasn't doing it out of malice. He wasn't doing it to screw Cage over. He was doing it for the benefit of his of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows how Brian is going to take that. Uh, tonight. Now, overall, what would you give uh, Fight for the Fallen? Well, real quickly, I think we we missed the most important part was um, uh, the inner circle being doused in freshly squeezed orange juice. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so good. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I, I kind of don't like that they gave Orange Cassidy his own music. Yeah, I, I would much rather have the Best Friends music. Yeah, because it works. Because like he's too lazy to have his own music. Yeah. Like. It and works. it's just like that. That 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 music is way too like fast paced for Orange Cassidy too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just me personally. Maybe it's because it's like the complete opposite of him that like they think it's gonna work. That's what I was thinking too. Like you, you hear this like really fast rock and heavy metal music, and then Orange Cassidy comes out really slowly. But yeah. I don't know. I just really like the the vibe and the feel of uh, Best Friends music for him. So I, I'm gonna miss that. But I thought it was good. I thought that, I thought that was funny. Like so, you know, very much with Orange Cassidy, less is more. Yep. Um. The so yeah, Chris Jericho came out, cut a promo about demographics, how he's the demo god, blah 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 blah. Um, that brought Orange Cassidy out through the crowd, and Orange Cassidy gave him a thumbs down. Orange juice just fucking spilled all over the inner circle, and I, my favorite part is Ortiz's because you know he says he can't swim. 
So he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like swimming in the orange juice on the mat. He's like drowning in orange juice on the mat. Oh my god, that was funny. Um. Oh, and uh, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Oh, Vicky. I would. I called it. I called. You did it. call it. You did call it. I called it. So I was like, it's probably gonna be Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, that made all the sense in the world. But again, like I, I still stand by my, uh, by my argument. Like you can't really pinpoint all these accolades to wrestlers that she had managed beforehand to Vicky Guerrero. Like you, you just can't. So I'm just really interested to see what she does for Nyla Rose. I really hope this isn't like a comedic pick for Nyla, Nyla Rose. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I mean, again, we'll just have to wait and see. I do love her theme music. Who, Vicky's? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Like, it's basically her yelling out, excuse me, but remix. Yeah. That's the remix to excuse me. Coming fresh out the kitchen. Wow. No. Anyways, uh, four out of five. Four out of five? I, I give four out of five. Or, I give it four out of five orange orange slices. <laughs> I give it. Yeah, I I give it. You know what? I give it four out of five Florida oranges. Yeah, I can deal with that. Um, across the t- couple towns over, we had NXT post uh, Great American Bash. Yeah, I didn't really care for NXT this week. Nope. Um, here's where they fucked up. So. Here's here's what it kind of fucked up. So the show opened up with Keith Lee announcing that he was going to defend both his titles against Dominic Dijakovic. Yeah, you really should have had that like announced ahead of time. Yeah, to still those years away from AEW. Because those because both those dudes are not only friends but super talented. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, that that really should have been built up a whole lot more. Yep. Um, just like I, just like Sunny Kiss and Cody Rose, that should have been built up a whole lot more. Yep. You had Damian Peace, Priest versus Cameron Grimes, which I fucking can't stand Cameron Grimes, so oh, no, I have no can. interest. I have no idea how he gets so much TV time. When I don't know have, either. When they have so much more talent in their pool. Desperation? I guess so. Uh, give me one quick second. So, I mean... I have no interest in Cameron Grimes. That's my big thing. Is yeah, there's so there's such a deep pool of talent that they have that they're not taking advantage of. But then again, like not a lot of them are are there too. Like I'm sure there's still some NXT people that are taking off that are taking time off as well. It's true. Um. So then we had Shotzi Blackheart versus Indy Hartwell, and again, I'm kind of I really really love Shotzi Blackheart, and I wanted I thought they were gonna make a lot with her. But yeah. you know they had her uh, they had her defeated via pinfall, but there was you know kind of a screwy finish with Aaliyah. Yeah, with Aaliyah knocking her off to off the top rope. Shotzi um, Blackheart is another Ruby Riot where she has a really good look and she's really charismatic and she's like a really good worker, but there's just not going to be anything for her there. Like you know they kind of like they kind of did use her a bit in NXT before she went to the main roster, but it wasn't enough. I feel like Shotzi Blackheart is going to be one of those people that goes to the main roster too soon and just isn't used. Yeah, isn't used at all. Which, going to the main roster too soon, there's no such thing anymore. Just going to the main roster in general. Like, I feel she has a lot of talent that's not being utilized. She's very charismatic. 
Like, she should be a main event person within NXT. I don't know that far. I think she should be... Okay, so... You know how we had the SmackDown 6? Like, I think she should be, like, one of the NXT 6 for for the women's division. Mm, okay, that's fair. I can see that. Um, then we had our announced match for, you know, NXT North American champion and NXT champion versus Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic, which... You know, ended with Keith Lee pinning because obviously they're not going to take both titles off of him right away. Yeah. Uh, but after the match, we had, you know, we had kind of a little, we kind of had a little tease for Karrion Cross versus Keith Lee soon as uh, Scarlet kind of came out and just did her little thing. Uh, yeah. Then we had Timothy Thatcher versus... Denzel, I can't pronounce this guy's name. The I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, Thatcher won. It was a match. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, then we had NXT Women's Championship, Yoshiwari versus Tegan Knox. Yeah, I didn't expect Tegan Knox to go over. And neither did I. Uh, uh, how do you feel about the trend? Uh, wait, well, real quick. Let's. What do you What do you give this NXT? Two point five out of five. I was gonna go three just for um, for Lee and Djokovic alone. I mean, that was probably the highlight of the show. I was really expecting a lot more out of uh, Tegan Knox and Io Shirai. Yeah, that's true. But it, it kind of felt like there was a lot of parts in the match where it felt sloppy. Like, they just weren't clicking with each other. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll just give it three. Okay, so what do you feel about the trend of two belts on a person? Because you have you have Sasha and Bailey. Bailey is the SmackDown Women's Championship and the co-holder of the tag team title. You have Keith Lee, North American NXT champion. You have motherfucking Evil as the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion. Um, I'm not about it. I'm not a fan of it, but I understand the times that we're in. Yeah. Well, even then, like I don't. I st- regardless, I still don't know how I feel about having two champions because what it really start. Well, I mean, like it's it's never been unheard of for there to be two champions. Like we've had people who are, you know, intercontinental and European champion at the same yeah. time or tag team champion and United States champion or Chris Jericho was the undisputed champion. First ever undisputed champion. But even then there had been two people with titles before that. Mm-hmm. So like this really, this trend really started with Becky two belts mm-hmm. and then, you know, it kind of started going everywhere else. But like, I don't know. How do you feel? I'm, I, I feel I'm, it's lazy even with the times. I mean, it's lazy. It's lazy writing, but again, with the times, I I can kind of understand it a bit more. Um, when you have, when you have like a small pool of talent working right now, yeah. Sometimes you have to do things like that because, again, who let let's look at the NXT roster right now and who's currently being actively used. So, you have the Garganos, you have the Crosses. I'm sorry, well, to you know, let's take away from the women's individuality. You have Johnny Gargano, you have Candice LeRae, you have uh, Killing Cross, you have Scarlett Bordeaux, you have motherfucking Keith Lee, uh, Dominic Djokovic, um, you have Cameron Grimes, as we pointed out. As we pointed out. Um, 
Isaiah Scott. Um, Swerve. 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 Motherfucker. Um, what the fuck else do we have? Uh, you have some of the Undisputed Era, although I think most of them are taking time off right now. Yeah, I think most of them are taking time off right now. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not not to include the women, but we're talking, you know, about the men's titles because those are those are the ones you can hold two of at the same time. Um, fuck, who else do you have? Damian Priest. So, of the current NXT roster. Um, let's see. So who's currently like being like Bison Reed? I mean, was Bison Reed would be a fucking great, 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 great North American champion. Like I would love to see him as a North American champion. Yeah, it's just a big dude, fucking. But again, when was the last time we've seen him? Yeah. You see, Dexter Loomis doesn't have the uh, so. You don't really see championship when you see Dexter Loomis. You see, okay, this guy's a fucking nut job. This guy's a freak. Yeah. Um, Damian Priest, I mean, is a good contender for ha- having a championship right now. That's a, but that's not fair, though. Is I, I could totally see a championship on Dexter Loomis. I could see it, too, but it's just it would be weird to see it. But also, to me, like, okay, so even with the small pool of people that they have, I still think that's really, like not to say disrespectful, but I think that kind of takes away from the belt too, because somebody as strong as Keith Lee, you have two titles. So mm-hmm. one of those titles is going to be one under a screwy finish. Yeah. So like, if not both, because like, let's even look at uh, um, motherfucking Seth Rollins when he had the WWE and the United States title. The only reason why he won the United States title from John Cena was because of John Stewart. Yeah. Like, you know, again, like, he wouldn't have had that title or kept it if it wasn't for screw, screwy finishes. I mean, where's Tommaso Ciampa been the last couple of weeks? Um, home, probably. What? Home, probably. Home, probably. He's been upset with his push lately, too, and it's, like, I get it. Yeah, I mean, what was the, what was the last thing that he did? Was it in your house, right? I think in your house, yeah. I think in your house was the last time he, he wrestled, and I think he lost, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, because he fought Cross. Yeah. He fought yeah Cross, Cross, is, Cross is going to be a monster. Yep. Um, Slammiversary? Oh, yeah, so... Well, first things first, uh... You're the one that was just like, we should probably cover this and this and this that happens. Time and first, you're like, first oh yeah, first, we should probably Raw, cover that. First things first, Raw or SmackDown was a show. SmackDown was a show, and then we had the horror show Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, but let's get into Slammiversary because, good God, I think that Impact would be relevant again, right? But then again, they're relevant for bringing back a lot of old TNA people. And not just old TNA people, like a couple new people. Uh, but I think these are the right moves to make because that's what you need to build your foundation back on mm-hmm. is having people interested in the product because, hey, look who's back. Oh, hey, look, this person's doing this again. Or, or in this case of what happened yesterday, this person won this, this person won this again. 
Um, so anniversary, we had um, uh, we had who the fuck are the who the fuck are the, are the tag team champions on Sunday on Saturday? The North. The North. So the North uh, came out open challenge or whatever, or they're talking about how they're the most uh, they're the best tag team in Impact history. Q, uh, the Motor Shooting Machine Guns coming yep. back. Well, that was a really great moment. Yeah, they didn't fight the North. Uh, so no, not on Saturday. No, 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 no. no. Saturday, the North yeah. fought. The North fought somebody else. Yeah. So let's kind of start out with let's kind of let's start out with Slammiversary Eve. So you know, the night before Slammiversary, the Good Brothers announced that they've signed with with uh, Impact on their new podcast, uh, which is called Talk and Shop. Yeah, and, and they reveal the the stage and everything. That was nice. Yep, and you know they re- revealed a lot and saying you know hey you know we're, we're, we'll be at Slammiversary blah 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 blah. That was to drive you know interest up, which it did because everyone I was talking to was like I can't believe it's twenty uh, it's twenty twenty and I'm and I'm paying forty dollars to watch an Impact pay per view. Uh. So we uh, we started out with the rat. Rascals versus versus in an open challenge, which brought out, which brought back the Motor City Machine Guns, and they didn't fucking lose a beat. They did not. Like they were good. They won. Uh, it was a fantastic way to start out Slammiversary because I, I I was honestly thinking, I was like, oh yeah, cool. They're gonna bring out Heath Slater and Rhino, or this is gonna be the Good Brothers coming out. And I was like, nope, that took me for the swerve. Yeah, that was a really that was a really nice surprise. Um, it's been uh, it's been a long time since we've seen them together. Uh, well, it's been maybe what like three years, I think. Yeah, it's and, been it's, a- uh, and it's still been a good a uh, good chunk of time. And then Alex Shelley uh, did team with Kushida on NXT to reform the um, the time splitters for a match, which I honestly thought was going to go for on a little bit longer. But it you know yeah, it was really nice to see them again to, uh, together. Um, to see Saban and uh, Shelly together, yeah. I should say. Pronounce well. They they look to get good together. It's like they never fucking. It's like they yeah. never left. Like they were just on page with each other. It was a fantastic match. The next match was the TNA World Championship match between Tommy Dreamer versus Moose. Uh-huh. And God, I I I really really hate what TNA has done with Moose. Impact. Yeah, or Impact. Well, I'm saying TNA because he's the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Wait, what? I said, I'm saying TNA because he's the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Oh, okay. So, I really hate what they've done with him. Why? I just, I don't like his character anymore. It's like... Yeah, remember when he was a big thing in ROH? Yeah. Like, okay, let's rewind back to 2018. You and I are at uh, All In. Oh, that's right. He wasn't All In. He was in the Over the Budget Battle Royal. Yeah. Dude, the, there's so many people that I forget were in that fucking Battle Royal until I go watch it back. Like, I forgot that Brian Cage and Jordan Grace are in it. Yeah. The pop that Moose got at all, at all in. Oh, yeah. Moose got a really big pop. Like, and, like, to see kind of where his character is now, it's just like, oof. Yeah, I remember seeing him back in, like, 2016, 2017 on ROH. Yeah. And, like, he was in one of the opening matches for one of their pay-per-views, and he just got, like, a huge reaction. And obviously, like, it's harder now because there is no crowd to really, you know, kind of go off of, like, you know, what's going on or who's really getting over. But 
I, I just haven't really cared for moves within the past year. Yeah. Same here. Same here. And you would think Tommy, how, have, uh, working with Tommy Dreamer would help a lot because Tommy Dreamer still has a lot to offer to the business. And, and they'll um, get, like, this, this should have been a better match than it was. Yeah. Um, Moose defeated Dreamer, but it just, it was, I, I couldn't get into it. It's just like, it's almost like, so what? Yeah. I couldn't get into the match at all. And it's just, I mean, I feel sorry for Moose because I feel like his character should be much, much better than what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, we had the knockout gauntlet match. Yes. And this was for the woman. No, this is for number one contender, right? Correct. Number one contender. Okay. Um, it's a lot to fucking go through. I'm just going to get to the end, which was Kylie Ray won. Yes. Um, Chicago's favorite daughter, even though I live in California. Yep. Chicago's favorite daughter. She's she is the uh she is the, the true CM Punk of Chicago. I really love the true chick magnet punk of of Chicago. I well the it true, stands for Chicago cookie, made punk. The true cookie monster. Cookie punk monster. Or what do they put? No, I, somebody asked me or somebody put on Facebook and they're like, what is CM Punk's does the CM and CM Punk stand for wrong answers only? I put, cupcake, I, I put cupcake master. Cupcake master? Yeah. I would have put cockmongler. Of course you would. But that's not what it means for Kelly Ray. <laughs> Kelly Ray is the light of sunshine. And I want everything that's good for her in the world. Kylie Ray is, is is the ray of sunshine in this fucking world that, that everybody fucking You needs. don't need to, to mess with, Donald. I would never do any harm to Kylie Ray or, you say or disgrace that. her name in any way because she is a fucking national treasure. And a fucking... She is a... She is a treasure to the city of Chicago. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, about how like sometimes uh, a per- like a, uh, a performer's personal life kind of makes us, you know, kind of biases us towards their make has makes us have a bias for their character when we see on TV whether it reflects their their real personality or not. Kylie Ray is one of those people who's just like I don't care if like she's spitting on babies and like. You know, telling us how she's a role model, I would still want the best for her. For real, yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell me, you could tell me that, you could tell me that she put a box full of cats, like in an oven. Donald, where probably, are you going with this? Huh? Donald. What? That would be like those cats had it fucking coming. I'm sorry. Oh my fucking god! All right, well, I wasn't gonna go that far, but I'm talking. I'm talking about spitting on babies. You're talking about harming small animals. I'm scared now. Thank God we live in separate states. Are you sure you aren't from Alabama? Because that's something that somebody doesn't have necessarily all the genes, all the right genes in place would do. Yes, I am. Uh, I'm 100% sure I'm not from Alabama. Mm. Um, so after that, we had a, we had a uh, little video package from uh, Keith Miller. Uh-huh. If you don't know who that is, that's uh, the former Heath Slater. Why Miller? Is that his real name? Yeah, that's his real name is Heath Miller. Oh, really? Wait, his real name is Heath? Yeah. What? He's from the South. Well, I mean, have you ever heard of a Heath bar? That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know it was a South. I didn't know it was a Southern thing. That's the only time I've ever heard the name Heath. Either the Heath bar or Heath Slater. I didn't know that was his actual legal name. That there's a lot of uh, heaps in this in this world. Hold on. I think that's his. Anyways, real name. yeah, Heath Wallace Miller is his real name. 
Anyway. So, anyways, he made a. Does he still have kids? He, he still has kids. Yes. I saw that video of Rhino talking to I forgot who the fuck he was talking to, but they were just like he was just like oh I don't need like but you need a partner I I do have a partner and he has kids and he just looks at the camera and smiles I was just like oh my god that's so fucking cheesy. <laughs> it was good though, so good. I loved it. I fucking love that that little bit. Also, like I know Impact is kind of getting back on track and everything like that, but just some of their backstage backstage segments look like something out of like an indie promotion from 2015. I mean, Impact kind of is an indie promotion out of 2015. I guess. So, yeah, there's that. Um, what was the fuck? Was, I lost my train of thought. Uh, Heath Miller video package. Heath Miller video package, which led into uh, William Mack versus Chris Bay for the X Division Championship. Um... Fucking Willie Mack is 280 pounds mm-hmm. of just insanity. Uh, are, these like, X, are these X Division matches as fun as they used to be back in like let's say 2004, 2005, or no. is it like, or is it like a different, how, like how different is the feel? It's much, much different. Like it's much, much different. But the fact that like so Mac did a, uh, they don't, it's. It's not the five-star frog splash. It's the six-star frog splash. Uh, and, like, seeing him do that was just, poof. Just, poof. Um, Bay did a, uh, he did the springboard cutter to win the match. Uh-huh. And that cutter looks, like, that cutter looked rough. Ooh. So, like, while the X Division isn't what it used to be, like, yeah. I still like it very much. I think it'd be uh, a lot better. Like, I think it, it really needs to get back to what it used to be. Um, a lot of high-flying spots, although, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like all that flippy shit, and, you know, I respect your decision to be wrong. Um, <laughs> but, I, I mean, you know, I, I think it, was... if that's what got them on the map. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. That's what got TNA on the map in the first place. Like, sure, you had, like, you know, maybe Sting and fucking uh, R-Truth and shit like that. Like, you know, in the early run, you had fucking... Uh, Wait, you're telling Jeff me Jarrett it wasn't Jeff shit- Jarrett? I was going to say Jeff Jarrett getting beat by what's-his-fucking-face that... I was going to say Tim McGraw, but that's not it. Uh, not Garth Brooks. What the fuck is his name? I don't know. Some fucking country singer. Some fucking country singer. Like, yeah, shit like that, sure. But, like, you know... Alabama. Fucking- um, but, you know, the, the X Division is what did it the most. Um, okay. Then we had, like, it was a pretty good match. A lot of people I know were complaining that the match should have been more, but mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it. You liked it? Did it? Yeah, I liked it. Did it? Uh, after this, we had the Impact Tag Team title match, Ken Shamrock and Sammy Callahan versus the North. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how's that noise in, the, in your background? Sorry, that was my big cat dying. Oh, I thought you were watching hentai. Not yet. I don't watch hentai. I don't like tentacles. That's fair. Um, so North beat them. North beat Shamrock and Callahan. There was a lot of uh, like there was a lot of miscommunication that you could tell between Callahan and Shamrock because yeah. they're not a tag team. Yeah. And uh, that set up Motor City's machine guns announcing the dull 
face the North for Impact, which happened this past Tuesday. I guess we'll talk briefly about that in a bit. Uh, good match. Good match. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, told the story I needed to tell. Um, oh, my match. My match of the night for me. Uh-huh. Jordan Grace versus Deanna Peraza for the knockout championship. So as they still call it knockouts, but I mean, the knockouts never has never been necessarily derogatory. So yeah, um, it's never really been derogatory. And honestly, like TNA, TNA started the women's revolution in terms of wrestling. Yeah, they took their women's division a lot more seriously. And if you have any questions about that, you can go ahead and direct those to Gail Kim. Yeah, direct them to Gail Kim. Fuck hell, even direct them to uh, Madison Rain. So- to um, uh, um, God, what, what was her name in, in, in TNA? Um, Sarita Rosita? No, Victoria. Victoria, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, what was her name in Impact? <laughs> she used her real name. Did she? Yeah. She, well, she used her real name. And I, I, I should know her. I should know her. I should know her real name because uh, no, she didn't use Lisa Marie. Lisa Marie Veron, that's her real name. That's her shoot name. No, what was her fucking name? It was uh, t- Tara. Tara. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, Tara, Gail Kim, Awesome Kong, um, you know, Madison Rain, all of them. Like they really did start the women's division. They they were one of the few American. Um, Promotions that took women's wrestling seriously. Uh, that fucking Charmel and Survivor Girl match with Standing. Um, yeah, she eventually used her real name in TNA. It started really? as Tara. Yeah. Started Okay. Because I kind of fell off the map with TNA, like, right, like, maybe a couple years before the whole Broken Hardy situation happened. Yeah. But, I mean, they, like, they put women's wrestling on the map. They were the first, I think, uh, well, I mean, they were the first modern promotion to have women's tag team championships. And when I say modern, I'm not including the fucking indies. I'm talking about, you know, people that are, like, WWE and shit like that. Like, you know. Yeah. They, I mean, I mean, like, you know, they started kind of, kind of dumb because it used to be Miss TNA. Yeah. But, yeah, and that was but like around 2007 like that's when they they got busy that's when they got busy with shit cuz you had you know you had Angelina Love, you had Amazing Kong, ODB, Shelly Martinez. Oh yeah, ODB. Madison Rain. Uh I mean, fuck even Karen Jarrett for that part. Yeah. I mean, she's a good heel. Yeah, she was a heel. I said she was a good heel. Yep. Yeah, Daphne, which is she's fantastic. Oh, Tara. Allie, uh, Rosemary, uh, Mickey James. That's right, Mickey James. She was a big part of the women's division in TNA. Sarita. Uh, I mean, God, there are so many. There are so many, many, many good names that have you know helped built TNA's women's division. Yeah. And, like, that's, you know, this is 2007. You know what WWE was doing in 2007? Um, Maurice. No, not Maurice. No, actually, Maurice. Yeah, I think Maurice. 
Maurice? Or I don't know. I don't remember. T- I don't remember WWE 2007. I, I'm, I'm sure Tori Wilson, Kelly Kelly, uh, motherfucker. Um, 2007 is when they debuted the Divas title. Oh god, the fucking butterfly. Okay, so that was probably Maurice, Michelle McCool, Layla. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, I don't remember what else. Just a bunch of shit. I hated that title. That title is the like was the one of the is still one of the worst goddamn titles I've ever seen, and I hated the women's division because of that title. It was fucking garbage. Oh, it was absolutely fucking garbage. I mean, if you look at hold on, if I look at no, please don't even let's just continue with Simon Versary, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're losing track here. But anyways, so Diana Peraza versus Jordan Grace for the women's championship. This was a fucking slobber knocker. Like it was my match of the night, just just on the pure like wrestling 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 that you got in it. Fucking yeah. Grace did a Grace did a Vader bomb on on Perazzo. Mm-hmm. And like she knows sold that shit out of that thing. Yeah. She knows sold the shit out of the thing and then like that you know had Jordan Grace on load with like elbow shots, elbow shots, elbow shots. But uh but Perazzo ended up doing a double arm breaker submission for the win. Yeah. Which again, is fan fucking tastic. Like you know, people in WWE thought she wasn't ready. You see Impact, they're rolling that dice on her. Yeah, I can I, I can see that. I don't know how much I agree with it because like I agree, Deanna Peraza is talented, but I don't know about, you know, crowning, giving somebody a championship on their first night in. Um, It puts her, it legitimizes her as a threat. Yeah, I guess that's true. So after this, we had a fatal four-way slash what? Fatal five-way for the the Impact uh, Vacant World Championship. Now... Um, who do you think, who do you think our surprise entrant was? I know who it was. It was Rich Juan. Yeah. Who would have thought that? Oh, wait, no, there's a fifth person and then it's Eric Young. Wait, has, wasn't Rich Juan in trouble before though? Wasn't he one of the uh, ones that got in trouble before? He was in trouble with WWE with his uh, wife. Yeah. Yeah, but that turned out to be false. Oh, uh, okay. So... As I was surprised, I was just like, "Why are you bringing Rich Swan back?" Yeah, it was a, uh, it was false. Um, him and his wife, if I'm not mistaken, have been divorced since then. Yeah, but, yep. Um, fucking Eric Young, I called it. You did. I think we both said Eric Young at some point. Yeah. Uh, although he was eliminated and he didn't win, um, it actually went. The win went to Eddie Edwards. Which I which I called. Yep. Uh fantastic match. Fan fucking match. So what are you gonna give this out of out of five? Oh so wait, wait, wait. After the match, uh you had you had so you had uh some people come out doing the beatdown. And then uh it was Austin and Fulton. Yeah were, who came down to do a beatdown on Edwards, which brought out the good brothers. Um then after, as the as the TV as it was going off air, you had a EC3 promo. So, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EC3 back in TNA. EC3, that's going to be fun. Um, I liked it. I liked it. Outside of the, like, outside of the Moose match, I thought it was a pretty good pay-per-view overall. I mean, the Battle Royale is a Battle Royale. Like, it's, I've never been a fan of, you know, Battle Royale matches. Really? Well, like, like, the Royal Rumble is different. Well, but I mean, like, even, like, just, I don't know. I think a, a good Battle Royale can always be fun. Yeah. I mean, like, I overall would give it maybe 3.5 out of 5. Uh, I was going to give it a 4. Give it a 4? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll give it a solid 4, too. Because, I mean, like I said, the biggest, my biggest letdown was the Moose Dreamer match. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was, you, a, you know, now that I think about it, there was a lot of surprises. Like, they gave you a lot of swerves. Yeah. Because when you saw Rich Swan come out, you're like, oh, that's it? Like, he's already yeah, that, with Impact. Yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a huge, a huge thing. Uh, but no, I mean, EC3, having EC3 come out was, was a really big swerve. I mean, uh, uh, Eric Young come out was a really big swerve, and I really like that. Um, um, but who were you surprised to see back in in Impact the most? I honestly thought Eric Young was probably going to be done, but he has a lot left in him. Yeah. Um. I mean, Heath Slater we kind of figured because of the Rhino promo. Uh-huh. I figured EC3. I honestly thought EC3 was going to go to AEW. Same, because he is friends with Cody. I think that's what a lot of people thought. So, that was a bit interesting. Um, I was uh, really surprised to see uh, the Good Brothers in Impact. Yeah. And so, um, did you listen to their podcast? Uh, bits and pieces of it. Did you hear why they went to, or why they didn't go to AEW? No, I didn't hear why that way. So I'm trying to find the I'm trying to find the article that I, that I that summed it up a little bit better. But basically, so they were they were supposed to go to AEW originally. Mm-hmm. Like they had they had told the Bucks and they told I think Cody or someone or something like that they were going to go to AEW and they were going to be debuting on the first episode of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And they were going to debut and they were going to uh, beat down the on the Elite. And they were gonna be become they were gonna uh, become part of the inner circle originally. Yeah. Um, but that's when they got resigned, and that's when WWE promised them more money and shit like that, and so they were going to do this stuff. And they basically said like, you know, okay, well, um, you know, as much as we would have loved to have done AEW, like we have WWE throwing all this money at us, so we have to do what's right, what we feel was right for our families. And so the reason why they didn't sign with AEW afterwards because they felt like they had a lot of heat with the Bucks and whoever else was in AEW because you know they they basically they almost lied to the Bucks because the Bucks were ended up telling everybody else like oh yeah they're gonna come in they're gonna come in but they ended up not going in after all. Um, and you saw um, being the elite, yeah. This yeah, Monday? I saw being the elite. Yeah. So there was a part at the very beginning where they did a quote-unquote flashback of them doing the Good Brothers podcast in 2016. But, you know, it was really recorded more recent than that. And they were yeah. talking about how, um, you know, 
uh, they're making these jokes of like, oh yeah, Bullet Club for life, and the Bucks are telling him like, yeah, we're thinking of, uh, we're thinking of, uh, of making our own wrestling company and stuff like that, and then they leave, and fucking Gallows and Anderson are like, they know this is a work, right? Like we're we're gonna go we're gonna go sign with the E, like you know we wanna we're gonna go. Yeah, work we're going Paul. to New York. We're going, we're going to, to New York. New- There's two Pauls over there that aren't gonna lie to us. Yeah, they're like, oh, I've always wanted a team with Triple H. They're like, yeah, that's one of the Pauls there that's not gonna lie to us or something like that. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, but also shows that, like, you know, there's no really bad. There's no bad animosity between the two of them. Yeah. Um, animosity between the the Bucks and the Good Brothers. But I mean, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure it was gonna be a sure thing in AEW, but I mean, it's interesting to see what they do for Impact right now. Give me one quick second. I gotta pick up the skull. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had the horror show at Extreme Rules at AOL.com. On Sunday, boy, was it a horror show? Yes. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, this shit sucked. I saw a lot of people kind of feel kind of positive towards it, but like I didn't, I didn't see a reason to. So I mean, okay, okay there were there were little bits and pieces that I I did kind of enjoy, just for the fact that it was kind of silly and like some of it did make sense, but like for the most part. It wasn't something I loved. So, pre-show match was Kevin Owens versus Murphy, which Kevin Owens defeated Murphy. Mm-hmm. Uh, first match of the night on the main card was uh, Cesaro versus Cesaro, Shinsuke Nakamura versus The New Day um, in a tables match. And you, you know my rules about tables. If you set it up, you're going through it. Yeah. Well, Kofi Kingston set up two tables on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, his ass went through him. Of course. Like, it was a nasty looking, like, it was a nasty looking fall through him, too. Um, then we had our first screwy finish of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, no, we didn't have our first screwy finish of the night yet. So, we had Bailey versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown's Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Bailey retained. Of course. Uh, MVP MVP was supposed to fight Apollo Crews and they had been promoting the match throughout the pre-show as well only to announce you know before the match was even supposed to start that Apollo Crews didn't didn't compete his uh, or couldn't complete his physical so mm-hmm. therefore he was determined not fit for competition which is weird um in all reality, it's more than likely because, you know, Apollo Crews has been off TV for about four weeks now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than likely that he has COVID-19, but we can't confirm or deny that or we can only speculate. Yeah. Um, after that, we had Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio in an eye for an eye match. And what the fuck was that? Uh uh, you had, you had, like, they had this fake prosthetic eye that, like, they pulled out of Rey Mysterio. They kind of had, had kind of dangled out a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then Seth Rollins vomiting all over the floor after that. Ugh. It was... So apparently Mysterio hasn't re-signed with WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I think we, we mentioned earlier that they never gave him a raise either so that's kind of why people are thinking that's that's why that happened yeah this is a way to write him off TV yeah 
Um, after this, we had Asuka versus Sasha Banks with Bailey, which ended in a no contest after uh, Asuka spewed green mist into the referee's face, which caused Bailey. Like, this was a great match up until it went off the rails. Yeah. So this caused Bailey to tear the referee's shirt off and put it on her and do a quote-unquote three-count for Sasha Banks, which they left with all four gold belts. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. So, so uh, this was followed up on Monday, Raw, Monday Night Raw saying, no, that doesn't count as a finish. Yeah, and Stephanie so, McMahon came out on the Titantron and said that doesn't count. Yep. Um, also, MVP claims you know he defeated Apollo Cruz, which he didn't. Nope. Nope. Uh, so this, those are the two scree finishes of the night so far. Yep. So far. So far. Uh, those are the two screw finishes, and they're just. Um, then you had the WWE Championship, which was defended by Drew McIntyre versus Dolph Ziggler, and here's how the stipulation worked for for the match. It was an extreme rules match that only applied to Dolph Ziggler. So Dolph had the extreme rules stipulation while Drew McIntyre had single match rules. Furthermore, if McIntyre had gotten disqualified or counted out, Ziggler would retain, would win the championship. You have all of the stipulations in the world. Well, it makes sense. Well, I, I understand that, but it makes sense in that, you know, Ziggler is the heel and he knew that he couldn't beat uh, McIntyre regardless of the stipulation. So he had to make the stipulation work in his favor, yep. which is smart because if, you know, if he had made it like, oh, it's going to be a cage match or it's going to be this kind of match, like it's going to be dumb because that just means that McIntyre can dish out much more punishment on Ziggler, but he was smart. And it's yeah. just like, okay, well, this is only fair for me and not for you. So, yeah. But I can't really blame him. I can't fault him too much for that. I can't fault him either, but uh, um, I, I was I was expecting something. I wasn't. It's Dolph Ziggler. I've stopped expecting anything from him in a while. It's true. This is very true. Okay, uh, next. Drew wins, LOL. Uh, why would you say that? Because no one, no one expected Dolph Ziggler to win. Yeah, but that's mo- that's mostly that's something if that's a John Cena LOL thing, not a McIntyre. Fair, 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 fair. Of course, McIntyre wins. LMFAO. God damn it! Oh. Anyways, <laughs> you can't. You guys can't see this, but he's tur- literally turning away from me. I've been turning away from you this whole time because this has gone on far too long, and I have things to do as well. Okay. Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Swamp Fight. Uh, I don't even. I, I wouldn't even call this a fucking match. Yeah, it's not technically a wrestling match. But then again, it was really the graveyard match uh, of the boneyard match thing. Nope. Was the fun ha- what, the fun house, you know, fucking match really a match? No, it wasn't. It was a. It was. It was a. Th- there's another reason for them to do a whole like production outside of the, of the training center or whatever, and. The part that I really liked that made a whole lot of sense to me was the whole Alexa Bliss thing, how they got Alexa Bliss in there. When I first heard yeah. it, 
I was just like, okay, that's weird. But then once they, once I saw it, I was just like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. He's trying to throw him off and trying to keep him in that fucking headspace or whatever to knock him off his game. Yeah. Because Jabron Stroman, uh, kayfabe, or in fucking canon has a really big crush on Alexa Bliss. So I kind of like that. That was the thing that I actually did like. I didn't like the end. That was the one yeah. thing I kind of despised. The end was just fuck that. So it was like, so they do this whole thing. Braun Strowman throws uh, Bray Wyatt into a lake. Then Bray Wyatt drags Braun Strowman into the lake. And then The Fiend comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so is is Braun Strowman dead? I guess. Is Bray Wyatt dead? Is, what, what, is, there, is there a WWE championship? What the fuck is going on? I have no idea. Like, it's... I, I'll give them credit where credit's due because now I got to fucking watch SmackDown on Friday. Yeah. To figure that out. But, yeah, are they going to send Teddy Long into into the funhouse to retrieve the belt so that way they can put it on someone else? Like, what the fuck? Who knows? Who knows? Um, real quickly, did you know uh, Metallica was supposed to perform Undertaker's theme at WrestleMania 36 originally? What? Yeah. yeah, but what song? They were going to do uh, their own version of his intro. Really? Yeah. Oh. So I wonder if WWE got that deposit back then. Oof. I don't think so. That's a, bill, like, that's a really a big deposit. Like, I'm at, yeah, because like, they paid like $500,000 to pay, to play Enter Sandman at an ECW pay-per-view. Like, I wonder how much it was going to be to have them perform at WrestleMania and again. Do they get the deposit back? I don't, I don't think they get that deposit back. Um, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see their performance of um of his theme song on uh, Undertaker's TikTok. That's a possibility. Uh, other quick news: Rock and Rager is postponed. Yeah, it is. Uh, the USA Network and Fox are losing their shit with WWE right now. Of course. And that's probably like the most stuff on there. The most stuff we, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, oh, um, we might be getting a new nation of domination. Yeah, so apparently they've talked to Farouk about starting a new nation of domination, which might be MVP's, the fucking her business or whatever. Mm, from my understanding, but it might be something else, yeah. From my understanding, it's going to be. Uh, from my understanding, from what I've read, it's supposed to take on the hurt business. So, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's more than likely going to be. Uh, it's more than likely going to be a Paul Cruz when he comes back. Uh-huh. Um, fucking Mustafa Ali, Ricochet. And uh, Cedric Alexander. It could be interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm down with it. Uh, if they use any sort of like the old the old Nation of Domination music, I'd be more than okay with that. That's something I've been wanting since the New Day. Yeah. But yeah, uh, where can where can they find you, Don? You, you can find me on Twitter at e l d o n b r u j o, as well as on Instagram and Snapchat. Don ben, Pendejo. I we, I am TNDW podcast on our Twitter, which is the podcast Twitter, and pending two fifty seven on Twitter. Yep, pendejo in two fifty seven. 
Uh, would you call this an episode on? Uh, well, I would say that this was a fucking disaster. <laughs>